This is the multivoice text-to-speech podfic reading of Vengeful Love by Quiet Lemon Hush, composed by Burning Aurora. Chapter 1 The first thing that Remus noticed in the crowded, sparkling glitter of Grimald Place was Sirius's fucking shirt. Regulus had all but begged for them to come to the Christmas party, even in the face of Sirius's whining refusal. It's going to be all your sodding rich friends and business partners. I hate those people. Sirius had complained. Yes, but they adore you, and cooperate with me ever so nicely when you put in an appearance. Regulus said, looking at his brother with something like pleading eyes. I want to get this muggle-born rights bill passed before I die, Sirius. Just one party. I'll let you burn the family heirloom of your choice. Sirius had considered that for long minutes, and finally tilted his head. Grandfather's wand, he said. Deal. Regulus said, and stuck out one hand. So Remus's fate was sealed, and he was forced to attend the party he wasn't interested in attending. He said as much to James, who gave a long-suffering sigh as he donned the dress robes Regulus had bought for him. It's no use arguing. You know what they're like, James said. I don't even know how to dance, Remus groused. Don't tell Regulus. He'll make you take lessons. Ask me how I know. Remus winced. Lessons? A year's worth, James said grimly. Anyway, you have it easy. Sirius will no doubt get bored halfway through and whisk you away for a blowjob in the kitchen. You know how long it's been since I got a blowjob in the kitchen? A week. James looked affronted. How did you know? Sirius told me. Actually, Sirius told me that you got a blowjob in the kitchen so he was contractually owed a blowjob in the kitchen, and then I told him I never signed a contract, and then he, well, to be honest, he gave me a blowjob in the kitchen. I think saying the word multiple times fried his brain a little. Merlin, you're lucky. I wish Regulus got brain rot from saying blowjob too much. He just gets ideas. Remus held up one finger in warning. I haven't forgiven you for the fifth year incident. Don't start. James rolled his eyes. It was one time, Mooney. One and a half. Somebody had to take his virginity. That somebody could have been me, James Fleamont, you horny traitor. And what do you mean one and a half? You weren't up for the challenge then. James sniffed. Besides, it's not like it was very good. It wasn't good. James looked down at his dress robes, then sighed and shook his head. Fine, it was good. Hex me if you want. Remus had wanted, and did, and James sported pink hair with more or less good spirits until Regulus saw it and pursed his lips. Then the pink hair was gone and so were James and Regulus, and Remus did not question where they had gone off to. One black brother was more than enough for him. He had been dating Sirius six months now, and it was shocking how easy it came. They still lived in the same little flat. Only now they shared a room and turned the second one into a library. And instead of staring longingly at Sirius, Remus just kissed him whenever he liked, which was often. Sirius's magic had come back fine as soon as the heat ended, and Remus had sent Regulus a rather nice bottle of wine as a thank you for getting the two of them together, and life went on being incandescently sweet. Until the bloody Christmas party. Grimald Place was crowded with rich assholes, all of them groveling before Regulus. The house was beautiful, mistletoe everywhere, holly strung up over the doors, and it smelled like the most expensive cinnamon in the world. Remus came through the flue after work into a world of people he didn't like, 
and in the midst of all of them, the only thing he saw was serious black in that fucking shirt. The shirt was lace, a green so dark it looked black, sheer enough that Remus could see his tattoos and his nipples through the swirling pattern of it. Sirius was a sight, his hair pulled back from his face but escaping its bounds, little wisps falling in his eyes. His pants were tight. Remus wanted to lick him all over. So did half the damn party. Sirius always charmed at events like these, which was part of why he refused to attend. He liked his privacy and hated being flattered. But the elite of the wizarding world ate him up like magical caviar, Sirius Black, war hero, handsome and fiery and the world's next Merlin. Only this Merlin had a nice arse and a sharp smile. Remus, Regulus called cheerfully, interrupting his little sulk, and Remus turned his head to find Regulus holding a flute of champagne out to him. Come meet Zenek Sharp. Remus glanced back at Sirius, who was raising an eyebrow at something the man next to him said. Dalahav, Remus thought his name was. He sighed and turned back to Regulus. It was categorically true that Remus had hated everybody who ever flirted with Sirius, and also categorically true that Dalahav was an asshole who had somehow slipped through the trials after the war. Remus couldn't prove he had followed Voldemort, but he had a decent enough idea and that was probably why Dalahov was at the party. Regulus was always bringing those people closer. They thought he was one of them, a Death Eater who landed on his feet. He wasn't. He just liked to ruin those people's lives. They came to dinner a few times, followed him to a meeting or two, and sooner or later he had enough evidence to forward over to Lily, working at the Dimeli, to discreetly end their careers. Regulus said it was his little game of pick-up sticks. Usually Remus thought that was funny, but seeing the man near Sirius did not make him laugh. It's a party, he told himself firmly. Nothing bad is going to happen at a party. Besides all that, Sirius was strong and fast and an excellent dueler, and could knock Dalahav on his ass in the space it took him to breathe, especially here in Grimald Place, a house so imbued with his family's magic that it practically swirled around him. Sirius had told him that it wasn't always like this, that when the house belonged to his parents his magic here had been brittle and unpredictable. Remus suspected it had something to do with Regulus and James living here. The house practically purred and brushed up against Sirius's ankles now, adored him and cushioned his falls. So Remus turned back to Regulus and followed his command to talk to Sharp, an older man with glowing golden spectacles and a bright smile. He looked vaguely familiar, and it took Remus three minutes of small talk to realize that he was the American who had helped Regulus with his Wolfsbane initiative, expanding access to the potion. Something clicked in his brain far too late. Sharp was a werewolf, one of the most famous werewolves in Europe, a pioneer in lycanthropy rites, and of course Regulus had brought him over for an introduction. I like your work, Remus spluttered, apropos of nothing. The Wolfsbane. Beside him, Regulus rolled his eyes a bit like he had been waiting for Remus to make the connection. I like your work, Sharp said magnanimously. The research papers. You've read my papers, Remus asked, warmth spreading through him so fast and hard that he almost keeled over. Sharp nodded. All six, I saw an abstract for your upcoming work on the evolutionary advantages of whoopers. I've been looking forward to it since. 
Zenek, have you made any progress on that research institute you wanted to start here in Britain? Regulus asked casually, as if it had just crossed his mind. The Lycanthrope Initiative, now that you mention it. Sharp looked appraisingly at Remus, who made a note to send Regulus a bouquet. Maybe more than a bouquet. Maybe a promise to drag Sirius to all of his Christmas parties. Remus knew it was a little bit rude, but he spent most of the night holed away in a corner with Sharp, discussing his idea for a research institute devoted to lycanthropy. He wasn't consciously aware that he was doing it, but once they started talking they couldn't seem to stop, and he only measured the time by the periodic visit from James or Sirius. James stopped by to bring him new drinks. Sirius stopped by to kiss his cheek and move back into the crowd. He could tell distantly that Sirius and James were up to something, since either of them complained about the party, but that seemed more Regulus's problem for once. It was late and people had already begun to flew home, the room getting quieter and quieter around them, when Sharp yawned and stretched his hands over his head. I'm afraid I'll turn into a pumpkin if I stay much later, but I'll send your job offer on Monday he said, rising to his feet. If you decline it, I'll just send it again Tuesday. My job offer, Remus asked, feeling a little dizzy and sore-throated from talking so long. To join the initiative, Sharp said with a smile. Regulus told me you might be interested, and I do need help understanding British mannerisms. Join me or I'll make a fool of myself. Think on it, at least. Remus sat for long moments after Sharp disappeared through the flu. He felt drunk, although he wasn't. He felt elated. He felt like finding Sirius and kissing him. The thought of Sirius and the sound of Sirius seemed to happen all at once. Remus considered him, and then he heard him, Sirius's voice sharp and annoyed and loud in the empty room. Get off of me, he snarled, and Remus turned towards his voice instinctively. The room was very nearly empty. Distantly, Remus could hear voices in the other room, but there in the parlor there was hardly anyone. Regulus was over at the far end, lifting some empty champagne flutes off a window sill. Not too far from where Remus sat was Sirius. Sirius was on his knees. Sirius was on his knees with his arm twisted behind his back, looking furious and ready to explode, and behind him, holding that arm with a smile on his face, was Dalahav. Regulus, I didn't know you had this kind of treat at your party, Dalahov said, and the hand not twisting Sirius's arm up sharply was in his hair. His hair. Remus felt his heart in his throat. He had never needed to defend Sirius. If anything, Sirius had always defended him, protected him viciously through school and the war. Remus was a good dueler but rarely had to try, because any time he was face to face with a Death Eater. Sirius came hurtling over his shoulder like a raging god, blasting them to pieces. They had lost good information that way, which Dumbledore had complained about, but Sirius was unwilling to budge on the matter. Perhaps you should go on separate missions, Dumbledore had suggested, and then immediately retracted when Sirius threatened to leave the Order altogether. There, in Grimald Place, Remus expected Sirius to turn Dalahav to ash. When he didn't, a full inhale and exhale, Sirius on his knees and Dalahav smiling stupidly. Remus decided to kill him. He took a step forward to do that very thing, but the scent caught him off guard. He could smell Sirius. 
More aptly, he could smell the delicious, citrusy, better than cologne don't bother to put it on smell that lurked at the base of Sirius's neck, and the expensive cinnamon in the house, and oh shit, Sirius was. Oh shit. There was one reason Sirius Black could be smelled across a room and wouldn't be performing magic when someone had put their hands on him. He was in heat. Antonin, what are you doing? Regulus asked tightly, and if Remus didn't need to get serious, he would have taken off running just from that tone. Regulus wasn't exactly crazy about dark magic, but Remus had heard that tone several times before, and all of them involved someone getting permanently and gruesomely injured. Air and a spare, right? Dalahov said gleefully. You've got the family fortune. Share the family jewels. He tugged Sirius's arm up a little higher, forcing him to bend forward. Regulus was whipped fast. He threw the curse before Dalahov could even think to see it coming. One minute he was leering and the next he was sort of melting, his arms and legs gone soft, too soft, like deflating balloons. He hit the ground with a sharp thud and began to scream there. Remus closed the distance between them, yanking Sirius to his feet. Sirius's cheeks were a hectic pink, and he spun in Remus's arms, kicking Dalahov hard in the gut. Dalahov looked like a torso surrounded by a flesh puddle. His trunk and head were normal, but his arms and legs were almost liquid, sort of like. Regulus had vanished his bones. What the fuck was that? Sirius shouted, and kicked him again. Aaron a fucking spare? You dumb death eater shit, I'll kill you. Remus wrapped both arms around Sirius's waist, dragging him back half a step. Sirius smelled good, better than good, and Remus could feel his own pulse fluttering pleasantly. Worse, the remainder of people at the party would also soon be able to smell and feel that. Pads, pads, come here, we need to, hey, we need to go. We'll go after I rip his fucking spine out. Sirius shrieked, shaking his wand in rage. Why isn't it fucking working? Regulus, why isn't my wand working? Hey, is everyone alright? James was standing in the doorway, and cut himself off with an inhale. Oof, Sirius, you smell like a goddamned feast. That is not helpful, Regulus said irritably. Sirius, it doesn't work because of the H-word you forbid me to say. We fix that. Sirius shouted. They happen more than once. Didn't you? Didn't you read any of the books I sent? Regulus asked, his voice cracking with despair. Not even one. I was busy, Sirius said sullenly. Regulus pinched the bridge of his nose hard. So you haven't taken the suppressants? They taste awful, Sirius complained. Like burnt piss. You smell really great though, James said. Fuck. Go upstairs, Potter. Regulus snapped, pointing at the staircase. I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm just saying it's a nice smell. James complained. I'm going to nice smell you into oblivion if you don't get up the fucking stairs. Regulus said, a little shrilly. You seem tense, baby. James said. We need to go. Remus said, tightening his grip on Sirius. I want to kill this piece of shit first. Sirius said. Yeah, let Pads kill him. James agreed. And then, with a lazy grin. Probably need to take your shirt off for that. Prongs, Remus said warningly. Good idea. Sirius agreed, beginning to lift the hem of his shirt. Leave the shirt on, Remus said, batting at his hands. 
It'd be a shame to ruin a nice shirt, James said. I like this shirt, Sirius said. Leave your shirt on, Regulus ordered. You bought me this shirt. I'm not getting his blood on it, Sirius protested. Remus tightened his grip, squeezing Sirius's arms against his torso. Padfoot, really, we gotta get home. Please let me take you home. Day for dessert, James said sunnily. James, Regulus shouted. Dessert? Sirius asked. Okay, bye. Remus called, walking Sirius forcibly towards the flu. See you two in a few days. What I want. Mooney. Sirius whined, fighting him on each step. I want to kill that. Let me go. That asshole, and my stomach hurts, and I haven't cursed him yet, and Jamie said they had key lime. Sad. Remus agreed holding Sirius with one arm while he grabbed blindly for the flu powder with the other. Sad day, sad time, let's stop wriggling, let's go. It's so warm, Sirius complained, trying to twist out of his grip. It's warm, and I'd like, fuck, I think I'd like. I know what you'd like, Remus growled. Not in my fucking parlor, Regulus cried, shielding his eyes. Sirius gasped suddenly like his brain was finally catching up with the magic coursing through his body. He ground back against Remus, his head falling back wantonly to Remus's shoulder. Mooney, he said low in his throat. Yeah, Remus said, tucking his face against Sirius's neck and inhaling until he felt drunk. Take off your pants, Sirius ordered. Go home, Regulus shrieked. Go home, go home, do not fuck in my parlor. You just called it a fucking parlor a minute ago, James said cheerfully. Remus dragged one hand off of Sirius's hip and closed it around the urn of flu powder, flinging it into the fire with one eye open. Astaflat, he said drunkenly, and tipped them forward into the flames. In the silence they left behind, James flashed Regulus a grin. Hey baby, he said. Fuck you, Regulus spat. Go upstairs. We still have guests. James said. Fuck the guests, Regulus hissed. James waggled his eyebrows. I thought about it, but you just sent them home. Regulus stormed past Dalahov, still groaning on the floor, grabbed James's wrist, and dragged him up the stairs. Remus tumbled out of the flue with his arms still around Sirius, who had gone from grinding against him to climbing him, his arms around Remus's neck and one leg hooked around his waist. Really wanted that pie. Sirius panted in his ear. I'll buy you a fucking pie. Remus rumbled, lifting Sirius off his feet altogether. Sirius gasped a bit, clinging to him as Remus walked them through the flat, aiming to get as close to the bed as possible before his willpower gave out, and he took Sirius against whichever surface was closest. Promise. Sirius asked, biting at Remus's earlobe. Shut up, Sirius. Remus growled, kicking the bedroom door open. Sirius whined in the back of his throat, tangling his hand in Remus's hair and tugging. Popeye. He stuttered as a shiver ran through him, his stomach clenching hard. Remus tipped them back onto the bed, landing on Sirius with a little huff of air. He bit down on the soft spot right above Sirius's collarbone, sucking a mark there with some satisfaction as Sirius let out a breathy little moan. Sirius smelled ever so faintly like Dalahov, and it made Remus's blood pound in his ears. He sat up on his knees and grabbed Sirius's left arm, 
the one that had been twisted behind his back, examining it carefully. Does it hurt? Stomach hurts, Sirius said, reaching for him. Kiss me small. Tell me if your arm hurts, Ramus corrected, trying to hold on to his sanity. Every beat of Sirius's heart made the magic between them a little stronger, a little more intense, and already he wanted to pin the other man flat and fuck him until he begged. But before he did that, he wanted to make sure he was okay. Did he do anything, or just grab you? Mooney. Sirius whined, using the hand that Remus wasn't holding to push himself up from the bed. Later. We can do the feelings thing later. I need. Sirius. Remus said quietly, hard enough that Sirius's mouth fell open a bit. Did he? Sirius shook his head dazed. Just just grabbed. Said I smelled. I heard that. Sirius's skin was already overheated, and Remus could smell the tantalizing lure of magic on him. He lifted Sirius's arm to his mouth, pushing the cuff of the shirt up so he could press a kiss on his wrist. Do you want this? He asked, pausing to look down at Sirius's fever-bright eyes. Are you asking me to beg? Sirius asked, but the blotch on his cheeks spoke to the fact that he likely would, and without much prodding. Remus smiled a little, kissing his wrist again. No, I'm asking, you were just grabbed by an asshole, and there was. You aren't Dolohov. Sirius said with the offended little frown he always wore when he thought Remus was insulting himself. Obviously, I would never call you the family jewels, Remus said, relieved when Sirius snorted instead of flinched. But if you want to handle this alone, because he I won't be offended. Alone? Without you? Sirius asked, his voice a little wobbly. But you promised. I just want it to be your choice, Remus said gently, and he did, although his blood was screaming at him to fuck Sirius senseless. There were more important things than blood, than magic, than the demands a body might make on him. If you don't want it. I want you, Sirius said, rolling against him. Mooney, please? Remus hissed a little. Sirius meant it, and that was all the permission he needed. Sirius's stomach spasmed again and this close Remus could see the muscles there tense and release through the lace of Sirius's shirt. Remus trailed the back of his knuckles over his side. Where'd you get this fucking shirt? Regulus, he. Ah. Sirius cut off, twisting a bit as Remus pinched one nipple through his shirt. He gave it to me. Sirius rushed out. It is offensive, Remus said. And these bloody pants he said, smoothing one hand over the tight leather of Sirius's crotch. Sirius whined a little when he did, and Remus smiled sharp-edged. Are you wet, Padfoot? Sirius groaned, throwing one hand over his face. Mooney. Answer the question, Remus demanded, palming Sirius through his pants. Are you all slicked up and ready for me? Sirius made a noise that bordered on delirious, shaking his head beneath his arm. No. Remus asked. He settled both hands around the backs of Sirius's thighs and squeezed a little. I'll bet you are. I'll bet these pants feel like torture by now. Did it start at the party, love? Probably right here. He tapped his fingers against Sirius's lower belly, smiling a bit when Sirius squirmed. That little pull, and you were so caught up in whatever prank you and James were planning yes, I noticed that you didn't pay it any mind. But I bet it was driving you crazy, a little more, as the night went on. Bet you couldn't figure out why you wanted to come crawl into my lap so bad. Sirius moaned, 
rocking his hips up in search of friction. Remus stilled him, curling his fingertips around the waist of Sirius's pants so he could tug them down, which he did with deliberate slowness and cruelty. Am I right, Padfoot? He asked as he worked the trousers down Sirius's thighs, past his hardening cock, getting them as far as his knees before he vanished them altogether. Sirius didn't answer him, panting and shifting on the bed. Ramus normally would have reminded him of the importance of good manners. He had learned a variety of ways to teach Sirius a lesson in six months. But he was distracted by the sight of Sirius in nothing but his shirt, the way his cock was already smeared with pre-cum. He licked his lips without thinking about it, grasping Sirius's thigh and bending it up to his chest, relishing the little whimper Sirius gave at the stretch. Look at you, Ramus murmured, letting his fingers drift over Sirius's balls and then back to his hole, petting his fingers over the wrinkled skin there. Sirius was already wet, slick and pink and pretty. So ready, aren't you? Sirius gasped, twitching in his grasp like he couldn't tell if he wanted to run or beg for more. Mooney, please, just. Just what? Remus asked, rubbing his thumb back and forth over Sirius's slick hole. He looked up at Sirius, who stared back at him with wide gray eyes, biting his lips so hard that it was a wonder blood didn't pool up under his teeth. What do you need? You know what I need. Sirius whined. Stop fucking looking at me and fuck me. Remus arched an eyebrow, dipping his thumb into Sirius, whose gaze went a bit hazy. Fuck you, Remus asked. You want to come? Sirius nodded frantically, his head dropping back on the bed. Please, he said desperately, clenching around Remus's thumb. Please, yeah, I want to come. Remus hummed, letting Sirius's leg fall back down to the bed. Get on your knees, hold on to the headboard, he ordered, watching with pleasure, as Sirius did as he was told. That was a rare enough sight to be put in a scrapbook or something. December 12th, 10.39pm, told Sirius to get on his knees and he did it instead of bitching for ten minutes first. Probably because he was in heat, still worth noting as occurrences are so rare. We'll not expect the same results for ten years or more. Remus stood, pulling his belt through the loops and setting it carefully on the side of the bed before he let his pants drop, pulling his shirt over his head. He caught Sirius trying to peek back at him, and arched an eyebrow in warning smiling a bit when Sirius huffed and turned around, resting his head against his arm. Please hurry up, Sirius said desperately. I'm having a medical condition. You could have avoided this if you took the suppressants Regulus gave you, Ramus observed, which was a bit hypocritical. He certainly wasn't displeased to spend two days in bed driving Sirius into the mattress. He crawled on his knees to Sirius and then sat back on his heels running his hands down the soft edges of the shirt, humming in delight at the way the hem of it fluttered against Sirius's back. Taste bad, Sirius said breathlessly, arching into Remus's touch like a pleased cat. Is that so? Remus murmured, slipping two fingers into Sirius, who gasped, rocking back and clenching down on them. Yeah, yeah, Sirius mumbled. Like ah. He threw his head back when Remus pressed over his prostate. Ah, fuck. Ah, Mooney. Like spoiled eggs. He got out finally. Remus stilled his fingers, nosing at the nape of Sirius's neck, which was in all seasons a brilliant piece of real estate, but during his heat was a decadent, exquisite bit of heaven. Thought you said burnt piss, 
he rumbled, scraping his teeth there. Sirius whined, wriggling his hips to prompt Remus back into movement. Remus! He snapped when wriggling did not earn his desired result. Did you stop taking them on purpose? Remus asked. Come on, just fuck me. Sirius wailed. Remus grabbed a handful of Sirius's hair, pulling his head back at a sharp angle onto Remus's shoulder. Do you think you're calling the shots here, darling? He asked quietly. Sirius whined again, worrying his lip. Please. He tried, altogether too late. Tell me why you stopped taking suppressants. Please, Remus, can we, please? Tell me. I like the way it feels when you need me. Sirius blurted out, squeezing his eyes closed tight, his hands bawling into fists on the headboard. His chest rose and fell sharply, a blush spreading over his cheeks and the bridge of his nose. Remus shuddered, using his grip in Sirius's hair to pull him close enough to kiss him, biting at his lower lip, pressing his shoulders firm into Sirius's back, like he could wind himself around the other man, encompass him entirely. Oh darling, I love you. Remus murmured against his mouth. I love you and I'm going to fuck you now. I need to fuck you now. All right. Yes. Sirius whispered, not opening his eyes. Yes. Remus gripped the base of his cock, rubbing the head up and down Sirius's cleft, spreading the wetness there. He pressed himself against Sirius's hole, hissing a bit as he pushed forward. He hadn't prepped him as thoroughly as he usually did, but Sirius never wanted much, always wanted to be able to feel it, and the drawn-out keen was all the evidence Remus needed that it was on the right side of too much. You feel so good, he whispered into Sirius's ear, inching into him, slow and steady and merciless. You feel so fucking right. Sirius moaned wordlessly, Remus's grip in his hair keeping him from moving too much. Remus rocked forward, pushing the last few inches in one firm thrust, and the moan splintered into a cry. Yes, yes, fuck. Sirius gasped, and one of his hands flew off the headboard to wrap around the back of Remus's neck, holding him close. Yes, like that. Please. Please, Remus. Remus slid both hands down Sirius's torso, coming to rest at his hips. He rubbed his thumbs along the ridge of Sirius's hip bones and then thrust again, listening to the way Sirius's breath whooshed out of his chest. He fucked Sirius in slow, firm strokes driving them both to distraction, listening to the way Sirius struggled to maintain his breath, like he couldn't quite remember how to manage inhaling and exhaling in sequence. You think I need this to need you? Remus whispered in his ear, wrapping one hand loosely around Sirius's cock, letting his thrust drive Sirius's hips forward into his fist. You think I need this to lose control around you? Sirius whined a little and if he hadn't been literally impaled on Remus's cock he might have fled to avoid the conversation. Remus tightened his grip on his hip just in case. I could lose my mind around you every fucking day, Remus hissed. I could go crazy from the sight of you, Sirius Black. Oh God, Sirius whispered. You think I need a magical imperative to fuck you? Remus growled, and then he thrust in hard, hard enough that the whole bed jumped forward an inch. Sirius yelled and Remus did it again, a series of hard thrusts until Sirius was sweating and shuddering, his cock flushed and red in Remus's fist. You think I need an incentive to not you? Remus snarled, biting down hard on Sirius's neck. 
Sirius choked, gasping in his arms, his fingers digging into the back of Remus's neck. Remus squeezed his cock and Sirius cried out, grinding back against him. Remus hissed, the base of his cock already thickening, stretching, and Sirius's grinding sent his nerves alive. He dragged Sirius back against his chest, fucking him relentlessly, stroking his cock with a rough hand. You think I need anything in the world but the sight of you to claim you as mine. Sirius came with a wail, clenching down so fucking hard that Remus almost lost it himself, but it wasn't until he saw the cum streaked across the dark lace of the shirt that Remus's orgasm hit him, snarling, his teeth in the meat of Sirius's shoulder, still stroking his cock, drowning in the bright, gasping noises Sirius made. Mooney, Mooney, too much, please. Sirius begged, and Remus blinked rapidly, found his hand still tugging insistently at Sirius's cock, slick with cum. He snarled again, pitched them forward into the headboard. Sirius's arse tugged pleasantly at his knot. Sirius keened, and Remus imagined the sensation was a little more intense on the other side of things. Please. Sirius begged, twisting in his arms, and when he realized Remus wasn't relenting grabbed at Remus's wrist. Remus bit him again in warning, a snap of his fingers drawing his belt from the edge of the bed and winding it tight around Sirius's wrists. He pulled them back up to the headboard with his free hand and rubbed his thumb insistently over the sensitive head of Sirius's cock. Sirius yelped, jerking, but there wasn't anywhere for him to go. Want you to come again? Ramus growled, rocking forward incrementally. Want to feel you come again? Can't, can't. Ah, fuck. Mooney. You're going to. Remus murmured, mouthing at his shoulder. I can't. Sirius choked as Remus slid two fingers into his mouth. Remus pressed them in farther until he felt Sirius gag, pulled them out wet and glistening. Good boy, he said into Sirius's ear. Aren't you, my good boy? Sirius panted, open-mouthed, trembling a little at each of Remus's strokes. Remus twitched his hips and felt Sirius's cock jerk. The pressure against his prostate had to be unrelenting. Come, Remus ordered and when he didn't Remus snarled, rocking his hips in the shallowest of thrusts, just to remind Sirius he was pinned, remind him he was full. The noise Sirius made was halfway between a sob and a moan, his whole body spasming as he came again, jerking helplessly and fucking himself back onto Remus's knot, far past words. That's it, so fucking good for me, Remus murmured, kissing anything he could reach, sweeping his fingers against Sirius's thighs, his sides. Mine, so good and so mine. He tipped them down onto their sides, cradling Sirius against his chest, careful when he moved him, Sirius still shivery, his thighs spasming against Remus's. So good, Remus murmured against the back of his neck. You're so good, I love you, you're mine, I love you. Sirius didn't speak, but he reached for Remus's hand. He tangled their fingers together and brought it up to his chest resting their hands over his heart. Remus left gentle little kisses against the back of his neck, and kept his hand firmly over Sirius's heart long after Sirius had fallen asleep in his arms. Two days later, the heat ended and both of them thoroughly showered, they returned to Grimald Place. They had a standing dinner date on Sunday nights. And half the other days of the week, if they were being honest. Regulus didn't trust them to cook for themselves 
and both black brothers were surprisingly irritable if they spent too long without the other, although Merlin helped anyone who dared to call it clinginess. Regulus had almost scalped Mary once for the mere implication of the word. All signs of the party were gone, Creature being a very thorough housekeeper. Regulus and James weren't downstairs, so Sirius began eating the appetizers someone had laid out. Want one? he asked, holding out a small pastry towards Remus. Is that snails again? I don't want to eat snails, Remus complained. They're gougers, Sirius said. Say that like I'm poor and Welsh, Remus ordered. They're cheese puffs, Sirius said. Above them, there was a thud followed by a muffled shout which turned into a muffled scream, although not a pained one. Sirius looked up at the ceiling and then at Remus with wide, concerned eyes. He better not be killing James. He explicitly promised not to kill James. I know, love, I saw you two do the blood oath, Remus said. If James just died, I think he did so doing what he loved. By which I mean your brother. Sirius gagged, and busied himself consuming as many of the gougers as he could, possibly in retribution. When Regulus flounced down the stairs ten minutes later, he was pleasantly surprised to see them. I didn't hear the flu go off. How long have you been here? Long enough to hear you two being indecent, Sirius grumbled. Regulus smiled a wicked and dangerous smile. I don't know what you mean. James and I were having an ongoing conversation about boundaries, that's all. I hate you, Sirius said. I hate you and you're gross. You two nearly fucked in my parlor. You might have been conceived in that parlor, and you almost fucked there. Regulus snapped back. Do not talk about our parents shagging. Sirius ordered in a voice that bordered on hysterical. Regulus rolled his eyes, pouring four glasses of wine and sending two of them floating to Remus and Sirius with a wave of his hand. Are you feeling better, then? No magical burnout? Fine, ta. Sirius muttered, and more or less was although he hadn't let Remus heal the massive hickey on his shoulder. Remus had offered on principle, but he wasn't terribly upset to see it peek out when Sirius's shirt slipped, just in case anyone got ideas. Going to take those suppressants now? Regulus asked. Wouldn't you like to know? Sirius said, lifting and swallowing another cheese puff in one obnoxious bite. That's such a weird thing to say, Regulus said, wrinkling his nose. I just want to know if I need to keep buying you the very expensive suppressant potions or if I can give the family vault a rest. Oh no, not our massive and dickishly large family vault. Sirius jeered. I forgot to ask, where's Dolohov? Remus asked quickly, before the two of them could get wound up again. There was a sort of pattern to it insulting each other, scuffling a bit, someone else insulting their honor, making up, getting drunk, talking about their sad childhood and traumatizing James and Remus in the process. Remus didn't have the heart to go on another tour of all the closets Walberga had locked them in, not when they would both insist on cracking jokes that no one but the two of them found funny. Regulus glanced over at him, mid-insult, and then shrugged demurely. Missing, I imagine. He drawled, taking a sniff and then a sip of his wine. Terrible, really. Missing, not. Uh, don't they usually end up with the DMLE? Remus asked. Baby. James shouted from the top of the stairs, his voice a little hoarse. Regulus. Regulus shrugged again, smiling pleasantly down at his wine as if enjoying his own joke. I don't know, 
No one has ever attacked my brother in my own house before. There isn't a precedent for this kind of thing. Mother has. Sirius said helpfully. Mother is dead. Regulus said, and then added. So I suppose there is a precedent after all. Well, it's good to honor tradition. Baby. James shouted, a little shriekier this time. All the clothes have gone. Regulus, there's just some sodding thong. It's made of lace, Reg. Regulus's smile grew. He gave a pleased little snort. I'm sure someone will find Dolohov's remains sometime, he said. They do drain the Black Lake now and again. Baby, James howled. It was a joke. Is this about the... Remus trailed off, gestured at Sirius sort of vaguely. Oh no. Regulus shook his head. We settled that yesterday. You wouldn't believe. Remus, have you ever heard of a cock ring? Oh god. Sirius said faintly, like he might vomit. I said we settled it. Sirius, calm down. Regulus said. No. This is about something altogether different. They didn't tell you what they did at the party, did they? At the party. Remus frowned, glancing at Sirius, who looked away. I'm going to go see to prongs, Sirius said quickly. What did you do? Remus demanded. Baby, James screamed. It was a boring party, Sirius said hotly, edging towards the door. Regulus grabbed a newspaper off the buffet, holding it out to Remus. It was the Daily Prophet, which he hadn't bothered to read since Friday, having spent a very pleasant weekend listening to Sirius moan in his ear. It took him a moment to understand the words, as well as the pose it was serious, and from the shirt he could tell it was the night of the party. His belly was distended, and he was holding it with both hands, smiling beautifully at the camera. He looked. Pregnant. Very pregnant. Beside him was James, one arm slung around Sirius's shoulders, giving the camera a proud thumbs up. Serious Black Pregnant by Brother's Husband, New Scandal in the House of Black. Remus looked from the paper to Sirius, his mouth falling open. How did you? Prongs. Sirius shouted, sprinting from the room. Remus could hear his voice as he raced through the house, taking the stairs two at a time. Put on the fucking lacy thong thing, we've got to go. Remus blinked up at the ceiling. Distending charm, you think? He asked after a moment. Almost certainly. Should we go after them? Regulus shook his head, and the smile he gave was utterly delighted. No need. They'll be back in a moment. How do you know? Itching powder in the thong, Regulus said, sipping his wine again. I've some extra, if you'd like. Brilliant, Remus said. You're a lifesaver. Regulus shrugged. Brothers are bothers, but brothers-in-law. A pure delight. He clinked his glass against Remus's. To vengeful love. Cheers, Remus said, and drained his glass. Finite. Thanks for listening to this text-to-speech podfic composed by Burning Aurora.